0: Okay, we're just gonna get going. So, welcome everybody. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from DansFish.com. We do this every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. since none of you heard that before. If you're just joining us, glad to have you here. Um, What we generally do is we'll talk for just a little bit and it'll probably be a little shorter today than usual and then I'll get to questions and comments. So, if you have a question or a comment that you would like me to see, If you make it at Dancefish, so you type the at symbol and then immediately start typing Dancefish, then Dancefish will populate in a little box. You select that. And what that does is it makes it highlight for me. And when it highlights for me, I'm much more likely to see it. Much, much more likely. Um, The first thing I want to do is I looked through the chat after the live stream last time, and there were some interesting comments that I had missed regarding Scuds. So the giveaway last week was, um, a whole bunch of scuds that, uh, I'm going to be taking to candy. Water wizard was nice enough to donate those to candy. And people had asked me, do they eat eggs? Do they fry all this stuff? And I'd said, not in my experience. And that's true. In my experience, I've never seen that. I've never observed it. However, um, there were some comments I read as- afterwards of some other people that had had some issues. So, HC Aqua mentioned that scuds eat moss, and I should have mentioned that. I know that. Um, so, they'll eat Java moss and Christmas moss and things like that. Now, it takes them a long time, and if you don't have a large scud population, then they'll really just keep it clean. But if the scud population gets out of control, they can chew your moss right down to a nub. So when I have a big thing of java moss that gets full of like nasty algae and stuff, I put it in the scud tank. And after a few days, they've eaten all the algae and they're kind of starting in on the moss. And I take it out and put it back in the tank and the the fish eat most of the scuds and it's fine. But if you have a big population, yes, be aware of that. They will chow down on moss. Um, someone else, I believe, I believe it was Preston John that's get, that gets credit for this mentioned that they will eat puffer fry. So it sounds like Preston's had some experience with them eating puffer fry. Um, and I don't know if you're listening, um, if you could clarify, was that in the, um, stage or in the free swimming stage? So I'm, I'm pretty confident that wrigglers, they might eat. You've got that nice, tasty yolk sac out there with a the little tail sticking out. It's pretty much all that is. Very unprotected, soft and delicious. But I'm wondering if once they're free swimming, if they're okay or not. I don't know. So, I was, so Preston said they will eat puffer fry. I just wonder if it's the wriggler stage or the free swimming stage or both because puffer fry are so darn small. Um, we we did mention, I think in the live stream, there was a comment that I did see that someone who has, I think cherry shrimp said that he's seen them eat little baby shrimplets. So be aware of that. And then my brother surprised me, Jonathan, my partner in crime on getgills.com, um, sent me a message and said, Hey, I I watched your live stream. He, He often catches them the next day or whatever. And he said, and, uh, I had one situation where he he'd put quarry doors in with the scuds and the scuds had started eating on their fins. Now, it was a massive scud population and I guess that makes sense because Corys kind of sit on the bottom and they don't move around a ton. Oftentimes they just kind of lay there. So I guess that makes sense. If you have a, a fish that is somewhat sedentary and just is on the bottom of the aquarium a lot. Then I could see how scuds could get interested. So I, I just wanted to update that a little bit based on the comments that other people had thrown in. I haven't experienced any of that, um, except for eating moss. I did know that and just didn't think of mentioning it. But I've never seen them eat, uh, chew on quarries or eat baby fish or or shrimplets, but that doesn't mean they aren't doing it. I, I haven't kept them with puffer babies, and I haven't kept them with quarries in large, large uh, colonies or, or dense populations of scuds with quarries. Um, and, um, yeah, so anyway, just thought I would mention that so we could kind of flesh out the discussion, which was a little one-sided last week. Cause it was, you know, my opinion, and I'd missed these comments, which would have made it a richer, uh, more nuanced discussion. So, so thanks everyone that, um, uh, mentioned that stuff and shared your experience with that. I appreciate that. It's, it's funny in this hobby, how, uh, how one person will have a tank set up and experience one thing and someone else will have a similar tank set up and experience something totally different. There's so much variation in what happens. So hopefully that is a rounds out our discussion on Scuds. Um The other thing I want to briefly talk about is an update on the fish annex, not building or anything, but cycling. So I've been testing the ammonia levels and nitrite levels just to see how this is going. And as of yesterday and today, we are at 0.5, 0.05. Oh, now I need the little thing. Anyway, the lowest measurement possible. PPM. I think it's 0.5. It might be 0.05 PPMs of ammonia in the tank. So we, it'll be a little while longer before they're all cycled through. And I made a video on how I'm using lava rock and blackworms to cycle those tanks and got some interesting comments, which make me think that it might be worth taking just a couple minutes to talk about cycling. Um, so a lot of the comment. one of the comments was like, well, this is like a ton of work to cycle a tank. Why don't you just like put some mold in there, or squeeze out your old media and put it in there or something like that? And so I wanted to talk, I guess that the person or some of the people commenting either, A, didn't quite understand my use case, what I'm doing in there, or B have a very different definition of cycling than I have. So I just wanted to talk about that briefly. So yes, you can take some old filter media or, or whatever, and put it in the tank and you will introduce nitrifying bacteria. However, for me, there's a difference between a tank that has nitrifying bacteria introduced to it and a tank, which is cycled to me, a tank that is cycled has an established bacteria population that can, um, convert, nit- oxidize, digest, I suppose the ammonia and nitrite fast enough that it won't harm fish and do it reliably enough that you don't get peaks and valleys in your cycle. Okay. That's, that to me, what it is, is what it is. And while it's true, you can take some old filter media and put it in there. Um, there's a lot of complex things going on in an aquarium. You're making an ecosystem And just putting bacteria in there doesn't mean that there's enough bacteria to handle the load or that it's uh, established and used enough to that new environment and has had a steady enough supply of food that it's a steady population of of bacteria. Things like that. There's a lot of nuance that goes on there. Um, So. For my use case, I'm about to do a large import and I'm going to put in some of these tanks, there might be a hundred or more fish that go in it. And if you're just setting up a new aquarium and you're like, "Okay, I'm going to put a couple fish in it, then, yeah, you put a little piece of uh, filter media in there or something that's seeded, that's old um, or squeeze your sponge filter in it or whatever. And, yeah, that's probably going to take care of one or two fish or a couple fish. And then a little later, you add a few more and you gradually build up your tank. I get that, but to me that tank's not cycled until the final load is in there and you aren't seeing uh, ammonia or nitrite fluctuations, you aren't seeing spikes. So to me that's a long cycling process to get there. If I'm going to be taking a new aquarium and putting say 100 fish in it, then I really need to make sure that there's an established colony that's big enough to take that load. And so that's why I'm doing it the way I am. And I, I think I explained that in the video, but um, I don't know. Some people I think just uh, maybe don't watch the whole thing and comment or something. I'm not quite sure, but it made me think maybe it's worth just discussing that a little bit. So that's my thoughts on it. Um, I want the blackworms in there to create a steady amount of ammonia for long enough that... The bacteria population that is introduced on the lava rock, which has been seeded, has constant food and can grow and cover all the surface area of the sponge filter and the box filter and the glass itself and all that stuff. And that's why I'm using blackworms and feeding them heavily, because when I do the fish, I'm going to remove the blackworms and have the fish in there, and I need to have the colony established enough that it can... Uh, take the heavy amount of food that it would take to feed say a hundred fish in, in, in an aquarium. So anyway, just thought I'd clarify that for those that, um, that maybe watched that video and had questions or, or yeah, I've got a lot of interesting questions from that video that just made me think, huh, I wonder what people think a cycled aquarium means. I don't think there's one definition and I guess to me, it just means something different. So anyway, um, Steenfot Aquatics, I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. Who can I call? <laughs> I feel like I've seen that on the back of a of a bench at a bus stop. <laughs> Thanks, Bob, for throwing down the five bucks. Good to see you, my friend. Hope you're doing well. Um, so... Let's see. Oh, and then I need to give you guys a shipment report. It didn't go great this week. It didn't go horribly either, but quarries are, I don't know what it is about me and quarries. They thrive in my aquariums, but I have the toughest time shipping those suckers. So I shipped out a couple orders of Longfin and Corys this week, and I've had them for, I think, two months now, at least no losses doing fine, totally hardy, um, individually bagged. And I put them in large bags, even though they're small fish, just to like give them a little extra love. And out of the dozen or so I sent, um, there was one DOA and I was like, man, what happened? And then on that was with one customer, customer a, and then with customer B, they all arrived alive and everything but there was one that died yesterday. Now I'm hopefully that's an anomaly and none of the others die and everything's fine and then I'm like okay this is fine I can keep shipping these but um, that's a lot more loss than I'm used to. Two out of a dozen or so is, is a lot higher than I want. So I don't know what it is about quarries. They're just a challenge for me to ship. And I, I know about the toxins. I know about kick the bucket. Um, I know they need to be able to get up to take gulps of air. I'm, I'm familiar with the fish. I have bred them, I've raised them, I've kept them for well, decades, honestly. But I'm having a little trouble, not a ton of trouble. But um, besides that though, everything else arrived alive. And as far as I know, um, is still alive. Um, I am aware that one of the fish I sent to Bob Kaler, if you look at his channel, you'll see the unboxing and stuff, um, came in and it was fine. But then today it's got a little white patch on it, like maybe it got an injury or, or got uh, something. And, and it, Bob's treating him. He's a pro, so I'm sure it'll be fine. But all in all, though, so that means uh, the total to the end of the total, the year to date total that has not gone, gone well, I believe is a total of four fish. Two DOAs and two that died a day or two after they arrived. Um, I'm not counting Bob's fish yet because I'm hopeful it'll pull through. Um, maybe it got in the new tank and you know how they do, swam off and ran into something, got a little injury, I don't know. but um, But anyway, that's the shipment report. So we're still doing well. We're still over the 99% arrive-alive-stay-alive alive, uh, threshold that we want to be at. But, uh, but, yeah, a little trouble this week. And, you know, the thing that lowers my numbers more than anything else is Corey's. I just, I, they're so difficult for me. The Chubby Guppy, 877-CASH-NOW. <laughs> there you go, Steenfot. There you go. Um, so, Chubby Guppy, last live stream, you were uh, uh, geeking out a bit that I'm a thespian. So, yes, I am. That's a uh, uh, what I've done for most of my life to make a living. And so, yeah, I I love it. And the play that we have um, in New York right now that we have that I helped develop and is now being produced in New York is actually moving. It's moving from an off off Broadway theater to an actual legitimate larger theater now. So the show's going well um, and it's got enough interest that now they're moving it off Broadway. So we only have one more step. And we're on the big white way. We'll see how that goes. But uh, congrats to the playwright and the creative team. Mark, Justin, you guys are awesome. Um, and I'm so glad the play's going well for you. <laughs> then I missed another one the Fish Tank Barn. A $5 super chat. Free the Steens money. <laughs> <laughs> thanks mike i appreciate it <laughs> Steamfight aquatics thanks for kicking that little rush off i appreciate it last thing before i get to your questions and comments um, are the giveaway so today we're giving away some celestial pearl danios the reason i chose them is because they're a fish that can take cooler weather cooler water and since it's so cold outside i figured hey these will be uh an easier fish to ship. And now I don't shy away from shipping fish. I can I can get, almost always get them to you live. But um, it's like yeah, maybe maybe this is the one to do since it's it's cold outside. We seriously in the last 24 hours I think got over a foot of snow. I shoveled this morning, and then I went back out this evening, and there was another. 10 inches to foot of snow down on the ground. So I have to shovel again tomorrow morning. So uh, it's cold here, but I think the Celestial Pearl Daniels will do well. So if you're interested in Celestial Pearl Daniels, if you'd like to enter the giveaway, the hashtag is, it's pretty simple, hashtag Celestial. It will get you into the giveaway. So if you'd like to possibly win um, or, or get some Celestial Pearl Daniels, enter hashtag Celestial in the chat. And you'll be entered. And eventually, I'll draw and we'll see who won. Usually around the end of the stream. But it could be any time. Maybe tonight's the night that I actually mix it up. <laughs> okay. Alex Breeding What's a thespian? Um, So it's someone that has a life in the theater. So it's a... Thespis was the first actor that we know of that came out of Greek. So... All actors after Thespis, the original actor, uh, started being called thespians. And then theater people in general now are called thespians. All right. So... Um, I see people are entering. Let me just make make sure that yes, we have people entering and it looks like folks are actually being added. So Nightbot is working. So that's all good. All right, great. Um, Let's check stream health, just because we've had some issues with the bombing lately. Okay, we're good. Okay, stream is healthy. Let's see how we do. All right, I'm getting to your questions and comments now. I'm gonna scroll up to the top, and the last one I can see is, or the first one I can see is Michael Wentworth. Uh, But but above that, I see Preston's saying Hydra 2. Shoot, that was probably talking about the Scud thing, but I can't scroll up and see Preston John's other answers. Um, Michael Wentworth, good evening, hey. Congrats on the Bolivians. Yeah, got Bolivian rams spawning. Pretty cool. Didn't try to do it. They just done did it. We'd love to see you raise them, but I know you're busy. Hashtag breeding is pleasure. Yeah, I would like to raise them too. I think I've got too much going on right now uh, with this new import coming in and things to uh, take the time to do it. But I don't know. I don't know. I checked today and they weren't wrigglers yet. Um, I'll check, and if, if I happen to catch them at the right time where I have a minute and I see a little cloud of fry, then I might I might take them out and raise them. Brian Nipple, I bought some half beaks. Oh, cool. And these splotching from you. Half beaks have bred really well. Killifish, not at all. Hmm. Any suggestions on the killifish? Hmm. Trying to think of what would make that fish not breed. Um, I throw mops in there and that colony just produces tons of eggs and they're big and they're tough and the eggs don't really tend to fungus. They've been very easy for me. Um, There are fish that goes from full fresh to like brackish. So if you have hard alkaline water, that shouldn't be a problem. I mean, they, they go down to brackish. You know, this is one of the few killifish that it might be worth trying Uh put them back together. Then they might spawn. The other thing is, I don't know what kind of mop you're using, but for mine, they liked a the floating mop. So it, it's, it was a pretty bulky mop and it um, went from the top of the tank all the way down to the bottom in the water column. And they would spawn mostly in the top half of that mop. Which brings up a last point, something else to check, is they're egg eaters. So if there's other fish in the tank, they'll be egg eaters too. So often a a bulkier mop is good because these are egg injectors. They'll inject the egg, well, less so than maybe than pro But anyway, if the mop is thick enough, then a lot of the eggs will get deep enough into the mop that they'll be hidden and won't get eaten. If you have a scrawny little attenuated mop – most of those eggs might get eaten. So those are my thoughts. I hope that's helpful. Um, temperature, separation, and um, and then conditioning the females maybe might work. Now I got to refresh chat. Chat, uh, chat went gimpy on me here. Okay, I think we're all good now. Which means, unfortunately, that I probably and not going get back to the top now. So let me go up and see how far up I can get, and I'll respond to the next person. So, oh, oh, shoot. Man, what is it? Other streams don't seem to have this problem. It's really weird. It's very random. I wonder if it's just my internet going in and out. Next time I disappear, I'll check my internet health. But every time I check the stream health, it says excellent. So I have no idea. Um, Anyway, the next one I can see because it jumped on me. Sorry about that. This is becoming a weekly thing the last three weeks, I think. Tasty Fish Sauce says, how do you like your new lights on the annex? Any issues with its brightness? Thanks. I love them so far. Now, that being said, I don't have fish in there yet. So They are 4,000 Kelvin, which is going to make them a little orangey. So, yellows, reds, oranges will really pop. Blues will be somewhat subdued. So, generally, I like a five to uh, 6,000 Kelvin bulb just because – or wavelength or whatever. Just because it – I don't know, that cool or – Cooler white light kind of makes things seem crisper and I think works better on the camera. So I'm not quite sure. I'll have to wait until I actually get fish in there and get my camera out and then I'll know for sure. But so far, it seems okay. So far, I kind of like it. What I love about them is they're only about maybe an inch, inch and a quarter high and only maybe two inches wide. And so they just slip right up there on the little stands in stay there and you don't see them and they don't take up a lot of space and they only take like 0.3 amps of electricity to run they're very efficient so so far i like them no issues but again (laughs) i don't have fish on them yet fish keeper cool (laughs) i went off air yep i did Rockford Fishkeeping, turn your uh, bit rate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I have that set right now. Um, it's it's a pretty low. Let's see. What is it here? It's uh, I can't really do it live. Yeah, it's not a high bit rate. It's, it's a low latency. Um, but there is one tier lower that I could try. So let's see see if I can find that real quick. No, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that live. But the the thing is, um, this is the same bit rate as far as I know that I've always had it at, and it's always been fine before. I wonder if the new studio that they have somehow makes it so that uh, things are tied up a little more. So maybe an even lower bit rate would be better. I don't know, but that is something that I will need to check. I just don't know how to do it live on the fly right now. Um, Yeah. All right. Rina Mara. I think chat jumped over me. Yes. Sorry. I, I, I missed a lot. Uh, Chat jumped and then it disconnected and Yeah. So, thanks for reposting, Rena. And for anyone, if you, uh, <laughs> if you, if I missed your question or comment, please do feel free to repost it. And I apologize for that. So, back to Scuds. I've also heard that Scuds also carry a parasite that is fatal to shrimp. So, keep shrimp with Scuds is a bad idea as well. Truth or myth? That I don't know, Rena. I, I don't know a ton about shrimp. I don't know a ton about Caridina or NeoCaridina, so I couldn't answer that. Maybe someone else in here will know, but I, I just, I'm not sure. They're pretty similar uh, critters, so I wouldn't be surprised that they can carry something that goes back and forth. But I don't know for sure. Hey, Papa Rock, good to see you. Hope the Bettas are doing good. Okay, finding the next one. Here we go. <laughs> Kevin Myers, got to pay your YouTube bill, Dan. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Thanks for sticking with me through it, guys. I don't know what else to tell you. But I'll turn the bitrate down even more the next time and see if that makes a difference. Rockford Fish KB, not sure if you will miss it because of the refresh. Turn your bitrate enter FPS down on camera. It should help with the lag. Yeah. Yep. Michael Wilson, lamp eyes like Spolachian, Pumulus, and lexothalmus will readily breed in a box filter with floss and no cover to the filter. Yeah. So a lot of these, that's a great point, Michael. Now I know the Spolachian will breed in a mop because I was breeding them in a mop like crazy, but a lot of the lamp eyes the are what we call egg injectors. So they'll actually look for crevices and they'll inject the egg into the crevice. They'll, they'll squirt it into a little crevice. So if you have a lampi that isn't spawning in a standard mop, this Blotchen will, but and most, most will, but if you want to get more eggs, what you can do is create crevices. One way to do that is to take a mop and kind of braid it. And braid it and put a rubber band on it every, I don't know, three, four inches and at the bottom. And that'll create these kind of tight lines in the mop that are crevices and they'll inject their eggs into there. Um, there. There's all kinds of little things you can do to make little crevices for egg injectors. But you're right, Michael Wilson. Yes. Lamp eyes prefer crevices in general. Sir, I saw something from Icurian. Here it is. Icurian fish nerd. Have you ever kept Lamprologus? No, I can't even say it. Tigger Pictillus. know anything about them. I do not. I'm not a big, um, I used to know more about Rift Lake cichlids. Let's see what this is, but it's been a while since I was into that. This one, that might not be a Rift Lake. That might be an East African one. I'm not quite sure, but nope, I'm I'm not well-versed on Lamprologus. I have, um, there is a supply. There's so many great fish I want to get. There is a supplier from the Congo where um, I can get some of the different riverine logos. And I'm I'm interested in doing that at some point. The Rift Lakes, not so much just because my water's not right for them, but the uh, the stuff from West Africa, that could be really interesting. But I'm sorry, I can't answer your question. I've never kept that fish. I don't think I've even heard of that fish until you brought it up. So... I wish I could help you. Maybe someone else in here has. If you have, please leave a comment back at Icurian Fish Nerd and and hook them up. Transpladen, are you on Wi-Fi or running Ethernet? It's Ethernet, so it's a direct connection right into the modem. Um, so I'm I'm not relying on Wi-Fi. Water Wizard Dan, what type of scuds are they? Um, I think it's seen the least counter Good because I think that's the one I have is the Azteca. Um, but I don't know for sure. I bought them from a dude on eBay. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. But that rings a bell. Um, so I think that's the one I have. Fish keeper cole. Have you heard of the Cori toxin ichthyologists are still debating for or against it in terms of reality, but they say that when stressed corys produce a toxin, it's harmful to other corys. Yes. I'm well familiar with it. Um I've, I've seen Ted Judy's kick the bucket video on shipping quarries. I know that, um, that that's the thought that they actually produce a toxin and you need to kind of milk them of the toxin before you seal them in the bag and send them. Now, I don't think Aeneas have that issue. They're so common. They've, they've been shipped so much Aeneas, Paleotis, things like that. Probably don't have that toxin or don't seem to have that issue. And they were individually bagged. The, the other thing with Cory's, even if they don't have a toxin, they definitely have spines. And so you put a bunch of them in a bag together, you can have issues. You know, they, they're in tight quarters like that, they're getting bumped around and stuff. They can spine each other. And, and they're gregarious fish. They probably don't mean to, but a spine meets an eyeball accidentally and there's a problem, or, you know, gets up under a gill plate or, or whatever. Um, they're pretty well armored, but. You know, you can have issues with that. So th- the question about the toxin seems to be, is it natural toxin or is this uh, injuries from being packed together from spines? Um, but I believe if I remember, it's been a long time since I looked into this seriously. But if I remember right from the literature, it seems that some quarries really do um, have some some toxins that they produce. Just one more fish with Josh. In order to do, in order to successfully ship quarries, you need to add tacos to the bags. <laughs> yes, that's the issue. I didn't. I didn't do the co-op trick. There were no tacos involved. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, Mega Mindy Lou. Hey, good to see you. I think my big mystery snail ate one of my baby guppies in the baby guppy tank. Sometimes they lay on the bottom. Have you heard of that before? All I f- found was a head and backbone. Um, if the baby guppy was deceased or near deceased, um, yeah, that could happen. In general, so it would be an awfully sedate live creature that a snail could get over pin down and actually rasp on right um, but uh, it could happen if the guppy died or if the guppy was so weak or uh, it had been a belly slider and got worn out or something then then perhaps it could happen I've never seen it but I could see a scenario where that could possibly happen G bear any idea what but oh and by the way mega I'm sorry that's that's a bummer G-Bear, any idea what bug could have hit my tank, added plants, and the rainbows I got from you one by one started whirling or hiding and gone in three days? Wow. The plants I added was from a friend's tank. You added plants and it wiped out your rainbows. So there are definitely parasites that can cause something called whirling disease. It's generally seen in like in trout and salmonids and things like that. I don't know if it survives well in, um, in warm water. I don't think it's very common in the aquarium. No, nothing jumps off immediately into my head, G-Bear, which, of something that can be transferred on plants and causes... that i'm sorry i i've I've not experienced that as far as i'm remembering i'm just flipping back over the files in my mind here trying to help you out and as far as i can remember nope i have not i wish i could help you more and i'm sorry that happened that is a bummer that is that's sad you know you think plants it's like yeah no big deal it's a plant yeah oh flower one stars do guppies lay fry at a certain time of year, like more summer than winter? Well, kind of. So a guppy's metabolism in large part is determined by temperature. So in summer, uh, the tanks are generally warmer, and so they'll produce offspring more often. In winter, if the tank gets cooler, they'll drop fry less often. So it's tied to metabolism, which is tied to temperature. But they're not seasonal in the way that, say, like, I don't know, elk are seasonal and have a specific month or two of the year where they breed and then they don't breed anymore. Guppies will breed all year long. As, as long as the tempus, temperatures are high, they'll, they'll just keep cranking them out pretty frequently. Mega sometimes Mindy Lou, sometimes your, win completes, your Wi-Fi competes with your internet. Make sure Wi-Fi is turned off. Oh, that I didn't know. I'm scared to death to do that live, but I will try that next time. Thank you, Mega Mindy Lou. Did not know that. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's an Ethernet cable. This it's directly wired, but it definitely is Wi-Fi capable um, and connected. So that's a good thing to know. Chewy, the blind lamper logos comes from the Congo. Yeah, I remember that. I remember, Chewy, you brought that to my attention. Interesting, interesting fish. I wonder if that's on the list. I didn't look really closely, just because, uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to bring him in this time. But wouldn't that be interesting? I mean, I've I've kept blind cave tetras and stuff, but a blind cichlid. That, blew, yeah. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk? Ugh, Quatics. Can you get the cross river puffer? I know a dude who's trying to get one, very hard to get an African puffer. Um, Let me see. So it's an African puffer. That's one that I'm not real familiar with. It might be on the list. I tend to shy away when I order puffers. So I I, I am thinking of bringing in some puffers from Africa, but um, when I bring in puffers, they have to meet a couple criteria. One, they have to uh, be full fresh water because my water's definitely fresh. It's pretty soft. Two, they have to be small. I can't get any lurk lunkers. Like I thought of bringing in some fajacas and stuff, Because I can get them at about an inch, inch and a half or so. Um, But then I was like, no, I can't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to bring in fish that in a few months could be a lot bigger. And then what if I haven't sold them yet? And now I'm being irresponsible because I really don't have a forever home for them here. Like if if they didn't sell immediately or fairly immediately, fairly quickly, then I would not be able to keep them properly. And I just don't want to set up that scenario. That's not fair to the animals. So Freshwater, small. And the other thing is fairly peaceful. So I need to be able to keep them in groups. So those are the criteria I look at when, when thinking of the puffers to bring in. And I'll have to look into the cross river one there. I'm going to keep it up here and look at it more um, after the live stream. But most of the puffers I run into don't fit all three of those. And then I just don't get them. Chewy LTD, a lot of interesting cichlids come out of the Congo. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I'd like to bring some of them in fishkeeper. Cool. You mentioned milking the quarries of the toxin. So how exactly would you go about that process? So check, check out Ted's fish room on YouTube. Um, he's got a video on shipping quarries where he goes through it all in detail, but basically you play kick the bucket, which is you put the quarries, you net the quarries and you put them in a bucket and then you kick the bucket or you shake the bucket or somehow startle the quarries and the theory is that they release this toxin when they're startled so you startle them you come back in five minutes or ten minutes you do it again you do it a few times you change the water (coughs) excuse me um (laughs) pardon me (laughs) whoops you change the water and then you go through it again um and the, the theory is that after doing that for a while You'll have startled the toxin out of them. And then when you bag them, they won't release it. That's the theory. Um, I don't know that much about it. I don't know how much scientific work's been done on it. What if you do that and within an hour, they've regenerated all their toxin? Or maybe the toxin takes a few weeks to regenerate. I don't, I don't know. But that's, that's the process that a lot of hobbyists use when they go to ship uh, ship quarries. Because they're trying to prevent the quarries from poisoning themselves in the shipping bag. Skipper's Aquariums. The novice, aquarius asks, the spray foam insulation you have in the annex has me wondering, is it porous? No. Wouldn't that be able to retain moisture and therefore harbor mold? Thanks. Yeah, no, it's not porous. And you're absolutely right. If it was, that'd be a big problem. But it's not like... Uh, pink panther foam or the fiberglass foam. It's, it's a closed cell insulation. So if you think, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, (laughs) it's non-penetrable. So it's it works really well. And it's, it's what I've had in this fish room. It's this kind of ugly yellow stuff on the ceiling, like all that. I've had it down here for what, two and a half years now or so? Working super well. No mold, it gets wet all the time when I'm working on the tanks and things. No issues, yeah. So that's why I like it, because it's waterproof. It's, it doesn't have as high an R value as, as say a thick thing of, of Pink Panther batting or uh, fiberglass insulation batting, but it seals things so well that even though it has a lower R value, it retains it does a better job insulating a fish room if that makes any sense at all so if i look out on the annex on the roof so we get tons of snow here right um i can see along the roof where the beams are the wood beams that hold the roof up i'm not quite sure what they're called um they're not rafters are they yeah maybe um So there'll be snow, and then there'll be a rafter, there'll be a dip. And then it'll come up, there'll be snow, and then the rafter, there'll be a dip. And that's because a two-by-six rafter or wooden beam um, allows heat to transfer more than three to three-and-a-half inches of spray foam. So the spray foam is not letting heat out, so you have higher snow over that. And then when you get to a beam, there's a dip because the wood is transferring more heat and it's melting the snow. So that's how well it insulates. Uh, A two by six on end bleeds uh, quite a bit more heat than just a couple inches, three, three and a half inches of spray foam. So it's pretty efficient stuff. Beast Heart, snail shipping, looking for high live on arrival. Last time I sent them out, all died. Man, I'm... I'm getting all the topics that I I don't feel um, steeped enough enough to talk about really intelligently. So I don't ship snails, Beast Heart. Um, I don't know that I ever have unless they were like on on the plants I send, (laughs) which happens all the time. Don't buy plants from me or get plants from me if you don't want snails. Um, Yeah, I don't. I don't do that, so I really can't help you out. I know lots of people hear ship snails, though, and I've seen them done in, like, you know, wet paper towels. I've seen them done in bags like fish with plants in them for them to chew on. I've seen it done lots of ways, but I haven't done it myself, or if I have, it's been very infrequently. So I'm not sure the best procedure. That's not something I've worked out and really nailed. Um, so someone else here, would you please uh, comment back to Beast Heart and help them out? Because I really don't know. Okay, hang on, chat jumped. Let me do that thing. Okay, hang on, I really jumped. Okay, the, sorry, chat jumped. The, the next comment I can see is from James Handy. Tank's doing fine for over a year. Awesome. But then, within a month, the money went from zero to nine plus. Ooh pH to negative 6.8, temp 78, and nothing's changed. Wondering what and why. So you had a pH crash. Pneumonia went from zero to nine. So, James, um, there's a few scenarios where that could happen. Something can happen if you don't have a lot of, or you don't even need a lot, if you don't have carbonate hardness in your aquarium. So if the tank went for a while and got old tank syndrome, which means the carbonate hardness in it was depleted, then you could get a crash that could do something like that. So let me explain what I mean. So in order for your nitrifying bacteria to do what they do, there needs to be some carbonates present. They, they they metabolize carbon in that process. And so if you start nice tank, have some carbonates in the water, like water usually does, great. And then you have this bacteria population going and nitrifying your bacteria, great. Everything's good. But if that population depletes the carbon source, carbonate, usually, um, calcium carbonate and um, or something else does, then the bacteria can no longer nitrify your ammonia and nitrate um, because they need carbonates to do that. If that happens, then your ammonia could spike because now the bacteria are, no, are not able to metabolize it and it could cause your pH to plummet. Just because now all the calcium carbonate is gone, right? So, I, I mean, it could be other things too, but that's the scenario that pops into my mind when I see that that ammonia suddenly spiked and temperature, or not temperature, ammonia spikes, pH plummets, makes me think, oh, the carbonates uh, got uh, depleted, and uh, so the bacteria. Was compromised, therefore the ammonia spiked and the pH plummeted. That's my thought. So it could be as simple as is adding some calcium carbonate to the the tank, or in in any of its many forms, crushed coral or um, cichlid salts, things like that. There's different uh, sources for it. So that's my thought, James. I don't know for sure, but especially if water changes aren't done fairly frequently, that can happen. But it, could, it that doesn't have to be the thing that causes it. Um, there could be lots of things that, that cause the bacteria to stop having enough carbon to work with. Ugh Aquatics. The Cross River, we're talking about the puffer, is freshwater. They get large. Not sure about aggression. I sincerely doubt you'll be able to find a large number, but this would be a one-off, like a special order. Yeah, well, um that's something where if there was so generally I don't get fish that I can't just keep forever just because I feel responsible for them. But in this case, if I saw a group of like six or eight and I'm like, yeah, I'm confident I could I could move six or eight or something like that, and and they were small, then maybe I would consider doing it. Um so I'll keep an eye on the list for you, Ug, but yeah, definitely not promising anything. I when I when I have the chance of getting something that is better in my setups and something that isn't, I just err on the side of something that will do better. And usually there's plenty. Fish keeper cool, that sounds awful. Almost like water drop torture. Oh, what was I talking about at the time? How far behind am I? <laughs> Is that the carbonate crash that we're talking about? I can't remember, but yeah. (laughs) The one of course startled me with his burp. Yeah. Sorry. Startled me too. (laughs) Ah! It's live folks. And I just had dinner. What can I say? Lasagna can do that to a man. (laughs) Rockford. So you really have to scare the, uh, the, uh, the crap out of the Corys. Um, Yeah, that's the theory. That's the practice. That's what folks do that sell quarries that are known to produce, are known. Yeah, I guess that are in the hobby known to produce that, uh, that toxin. Just again, it's been so long that I looked at it that I can't remember if it's a for sure thing or if it's a theory that that happens. Um, But I, I think I remember it being a pretty Confirmed thing though, if I remember right, that Cory's actually do that. But I'd have to look at the scientific literature again on stuff like that. Um, it's one thing for us hobbyists to talk about it, but a lot of that's anecdotal. So I tend to dig in and look for actual scientific literature, and I just can't remember what I found on that. It's been a while. Just one more fish with Josh. So have jumped into the wonderful world of killifish Gardneri and in Indiri. Awesome. And in Australia Gold. Setting up a spawning mops now. The Golds. Are frisky little buggers. Yes, they are. And congratulations, welcome. I'm warning you though. Once you get that needle in your arm, it's uh, Achilles are hard to get. They're hard to put down, man. They're awesome fish. I'm glad to hear that. Best of luck to you. And I am happy to help if you run into any issues with with killifish. James Handy, wife Diana. Do you ever get purple cories? wife diana oh the wife diana wants to know i suppose got it got it if i ever get purple quarries i've never seen a purple quarry I've, de- I've definitely never had one if there was a natural quarry that was naturally purple and it wasn't like injected or anything like that i would totally get it but that might exist but uh not quite sure i've never seen one l flower one star so you have enough water <laughs> no hiccups allowed yes i know <laughs> Oops! <laughs> nurse Beck is kicking the bucket and plopping and dropping has done me well. In my early days, I had a couple of fry suicide bomb a whole tank full of their siblings prior to adopting this method. Okay. So it's working for nurse Beckus. Yeah. I know it's common practice uh, when you're shipping quarries to, to do the kick the bucket method. So, and I've definitely seen it where I've, what, what was the one, um, with stir by corridor stir where I would pack them. This was years and years ago when I saw this, I would pack them in, in a few of the bags within a few minutes, I'd see little frothy bubbles in there. I was like, what is that? And that's when I started researching and, and heard about this talk so far, but knowing that, uh, that wifi could be competing with, uh, With my ethernet, that's something I wasn't aware of, so I'll be checking that for sure. Sorry, I just lost all the chats. I'm loading as many as I can. The next one I can see, shoot. I know there were a lot of folks. Oh, now we're buffering, come on, come on. And it's telling me the whole time that everything is excellent, that the stream health is great, that there aren't any problems, but obviously there's, there's problems. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to soldier on. Sorry to everyone who's chat, question, or comment I missed. I, I hate it when that happens. But the next one I can see now that that all happened is Rockford Fishkeeping that says, it's all right. Got some is right. Got some Clown Killies, just bought 12 more the other night. I love the little guys. Yes, Clown Killies are amazing. If you're looking for some, uh, Steenfont Aquatics usually has Clown Killies, and he has a lot more luck with them than I've been having lately. So I would definitely get them from Bob Steenfant. Um He's a guy that actually cares and has good ethics and morals when it comes to his business practices and how he keeps fish and does everything he can to get them to you in good shape. He's not a, he's not a, a, a fish flipper. <laughs> Buy it and send it to you the next day. He takes care of them. So if you're unaware of Steenfod Aquatics, uh, check him out. And if you like Clown Killies, he's a good source for those. Renamar, the black quarry sometimes looks like a deep purple color. That's, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I wouldn't call them purple, but they can get a, a, a kind of sheen to them a little bit. Good point. I missed what Fishkeeper Cole's talking about. Kayla, don't give them ideas, but I'm sure it was hilarious. <laughs> Mega Mindy Lou, are you sure that's water? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Who said it was water? Who said? Straight up gin. G <laughs> bear just baffled I think Bentley Pasco hit it on the head micro bubbles I left the filters in air during water change I'm a heavy filter person oh so Bentley might have been able to help you G bear on on something that could have happened all right good I'm glad Bentley's around he's a knowledgeable guy James handy Rachel O'Leary had them. They were natural. I'll have to check into that. The purple quarry, I think, is what we're talking about. Yeah, James, I, I've never seen them. I'm not. A, I'm not familiar with them, but I'll, I'll check into that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I've got some sources for amazing quarries. Like I, I can get equis. I can get. I can get some of these things. Weitzman-Eyes, stuff that I really like. But the problem is. If I'm having trouble shipping Aeneas and Pandacoris, I, I, I got to figure out that before I move on to Equus and Whitesamnay and, and, and all those. Um, yeah, I just, I, I got to figure it out a little more before I get, get into those. I love quarries. I've always liked them, but. Yeah, I just uh, I was tempted, though, man, I saw some awesome quarries on some lists and I was like, and and I'm going to order from one of those people. So might as well get some quarries on the order. Right. Except for I'm not there yet. And I don't know what it is. And it's it's a new thing for me. I didn't used to have issues shipping quarries, but lately I have. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Okay, those aquatics oil cats. Yes, I do like them a lot. Um, and they do get that neat sheen on them. They're not a quarry, but yeah, that's like the honeycomb cat. Is that the one we're talking about? I think. Let's check. Oil cat fish. Yeah, yeah, that's the little one. Yeah, those guys are awesome. And you're right, those have a neat purple color to them. Those are, those are amazing catfish. If you've never kept them... They're so different. They feed on the surface. I think they're alive. Not a live bear, but they 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 fertilize internally. They're, they're just neat. They're just neat. <laughs> Aquatics, I got a screenshot of your face on freeze. I'll email it. I guess. Please do. <laughs> Rockford Fishkeeping. Dan has fallen again, and I hope he can get up. Woo, that was close, Rockford. Yeah, I'm back. And, guys, I'm doing my best. It's it's a mystery to me, though, because it's the same darn setup with the same settings and everything that I, I've used forever with no problems. Um, and then suddenly there's – like it seems like every stream for the last, what, three streams? This is probably the third stream in a row. That there it's just dropped occasionally so i'll try the wi-fi versus ethernet thing i'll try lowering the latency again um but it but it could be my internet acting up and if that's the case then we got a bigger problem to figure out of course. seriously, Dan's fish is a natural streamer, wouldn't leave. Oh thanks. I'm glad. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking with me through all the uh through through the couple times that it's kind of gone off air for a minute. Through the buffering. Through all the buffering. Fish keeper cool. Every time your stream goes down, I will email you a picture of the face you make when you freeze. Ha ha ha. <laughs> oh man <laughs> I'm down fishkeeper cool let let's go for it let's go for it and maybe I'll post them like on the channel or something <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> instead of the three faces of Janice it's the three faces of 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 Dan. <laughs> or janet geez where's my head tonight rocky horror come on people um oh that's funny oh okay and aquatics is gonna send me a screenshot of my face all right let's let's see if we got it this this is just too much fun pardon me for one half a second let's see if it came already Not yet. Okay. I'll keep looking. Oh, Brian, you emailed me to not forget the drum roll. I forgot the drum roll. Next time. Terrence Blayton, 10 bucks. Terrence, thank you so much for throwing down a super chat. I really appreciate it. Um, Never required, but always appreciated. And as you know, it makes the wife super happy. I'm currently moving a 40 breeder down to my fish office to put only green lasers in. Yes. Hopefully it will be a big colony going to put them in In blackworm coma, and cause a storm, and hope for the best. That sounds awesome. Um, A 40 breeder is a great footprint for a big colony of those guys. And if you're looking for stock and you don't know where to get them, check out TM Aquatics um, on Get Gills. Um, He's also got a YouTube station. And he used to have a ton. And if he doesn't have any now, he will shortly. I know he's got some batches he's raising up. So if you want hobbyist bred kind of as good as it gets, green lasers to start with, uh, TM Aquatics does a great job. So he might have run out, but if he did, he's got some coming up pretty quick here. I know he's raising, I think like, I think like seriously, like more than 100. But he's, he's, he's got big batches growing up. I don't remember how many he's keeping, but. Yep, blackworm coma and some low barometric pressure. There you go. That sounds awesome. Dragon layer. I asked five times about clown killies last week. I can't keep them alive. Dragon layer. I never had problems with clown killies until started a couple years ago. I can't keep them alive now either. I have no idea why. I wish I could help you, but I can't even help myself with them right now. So first I, so I brought in a batch because I love them They all came in looking great, maybe a little skinny, but pretty good. Didn't last, something happened, couldn't diagnose anything, and I thought, well, you know, this supplier's probably got something going on, so I ordered from a different supplier. Nothing worked. I've tried four times over the last two, two and a half years, and then I just said, well, I can't do this anymore. It's not fair to the fish, so, I, I don't know what it was, there were no symptoms, nothing. They were robust, and they were healthy, and they were eating great, and they were displaying, and they were spawning, and then they were dead. And um, over the course of of just a few days, I would lose a ton of them. And I have no idea what caused it. So Dragon Lair, I wish I could help you, but I'm having trouble with them right now too. Now, one thing that might be the difference is that in the past, I got them directly, um, they didn't come from fish farms in the past. Now I can really only find them available um, from fish farms. I'm I'm looking to find a different source, but I don't know if it's something about the process of farming them and stuff, and then they get to me and they've got something that my water sets off, I, I don't know. But I'm having a heck of a time with them. I finally decided it wasn't fair to the fish and I just stopped carrying them or trying to do it because I just, I couldn't justify doing that to them anymore. And I'm a pretty accomplished fish keeper. And that's a fish that I've kept in bred for years. I know that fish well, but I can't figure out what's going on. So I'm sorry. I don't know how to help you. Um, I would refer you to Bob Steenfot because, uh, Steenfot Aquatics is having a lot more luck with them than I am. And perhaps, uh, perhaps he can get you some that will live. I don't know. But if you got them from someone like me, like if I didn't do my long quarantine, those fish looked great the first week. And then just boom, really fairly suddenly lots went down in large numbers. And, um, if I didn't do my large, long quarantine, I would have sold them because they looked great. You would have got them and they would have done poorly for you. So if you're getting fish, um, Achilles, clown killies that haven't been wherever you get them from, your pet store or, or whoever you buy them from, and, um, and they haven't been there for a couple weeks before you get them, that might be an issue. If you can wait a couple weeks and then get them, then maybe you'll know. Okay, they're doing okay, and it's time to get them. But Bob Steenfaat is the guy that I know that carries them and, and has much better luck than I do. Just one more fish with Josh. Dang you! Now I need clown killies. Yeah, they're amazing. They're one of my favorites. They're so unique. It's an it's basically an epiplatys in miniature. It's so cool. But yeah, I yeah, other people do great with them. I have no clue. I'm like, why can't I keep a clown killie alive? This is weird, but I can't. All right. Okay, Aquatics, $10 super chat. Thanks, Bob. And he <laughs> looks like he's pounding uh, nails into the floor with his head, like like Begosian. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. I love the sticker. Appreciate the super chat. Thanks for your support. And I always love when you do unboxings so I can see how this stuff does how things are going and i hope we can figure out what's going on with that kite that daniel i hope it does fine um okay scrolling because chat did the jumpies hang on okay fish keeper cool kayler was talking about glow quarries when i told them not to give them ideas oh got it yeah oh they don't they've already got the ideas i've got glow bettas now we'll have glow quarries in no time don't you worry don't you worry (laughs) they don't need help they're doing it all (laughs) Mar. rachel has purple oil cats maybe that is it oh yeah those are the ones that uh that kayler was talking about up above yes uh definitely not a quarry but yes a small little catfish and Really cool. Ginger Gray's reinforcing that. Rachel has is the purple oil cat. I've got six of hers. They are adorable. They really are. Guys, if you haven't kept the oil cat or the honeycomb cat or Tatia, whatever, it's got like three or four names. They're every bit as cute and as pretty and as unique as the stories make them seem. They are worth keeping. They don't get too big. They're peaceful. Um, they're just a unique, cool little fish. Mega Mindy Lou, maybe ship quarries in containers, not bags. Could be, I'm trying to think what the difference would be. So I'm, I'm not putting them in a typical bag. I treat the quarry bags differently. They, they actually have pleated bags. So they're on a flat bottom. Um, so they aren't getting pinched in corners they they're able to sit down normally on the bottom if you don't do that then the back's pretty narrow at the bottom like a v and they get like you know they they can't get comfortable so i already do that I mean, if i have to resort to containers then it's just at that point it's just a probably a fish that i i wouldn't ship i yeah that's a whole that's <laughs> finding the containers having a whole different process for shipping and bagging and stuff. Yeah. At that point it's, I can't do it at scale, but something to consider. I mean, the problem isn't that they're poking holes in the bags or anything. The bags aren't getting deflated. I don't know. It's worth considering Tiffany white. I have some violet quarries. They are natural and have a slight purple blue hue to them. Tiffany, what species is that? Could you comment below? Uh, Or is it, maybe I can Google it. What? We live in, oh. (laughs) Here it is. (laughs) Hang on, I'm trying to make it bigger. That's that's the screenshot of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh man. Oh, so flattering. So flattering that. (laughs) Thank you, Cole. Jeez. Um, what was I looking at? Violet Corey. Violet Corey? I'm trying to see the scientific name. Similis? Corridor Similis. Is that the one you have? I've never thought of Similis as particularly violet, but maybe there are some strains um, that, that are. UG Aquatics, have you tried to ship quarries with carbon? No. Um, well, I mean, not the Aeneas. Yes, in the past I've shipped quarries with carbon. Uh, the sim- Similis, Similis on the mind, uh, Stirby and other ones like that. But uh, Aeneas? I don't think Aeneas is one that you have to worry about toxicity with. But yes, I have shipped other quarries, the ones that are known to have toxins when I've shipped them. Um, I have used carbon. And again, this is a new problem. I, I've sh- I've kept and shipped many, many kinds of quarries over the years. It's only in the last little while that I've had any kind of problem. So I'm not sure what it is. Renamar, no worries. Tech is great until it isn't. You'll figure it out. We just chat amongst ourselves. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I just know that it's it's bad for, you know, I'm we're just over 8,000 subscribers now, by the way, which is a cool little milestone. Thanks, everyone who's subbed up. I appreciate you. You know, I'm trying to grow the channel. It's it's important to me. It's an important part of my business um, because it's it's what leads to a lot of customers getting to know Dance Fish and purchasing and building that relationship and things. So it's important to me to build that. And it's a pretty poor way to build a channel when people try to interact with you and, uh, and you just cut out all the time and then you can't get back to the question or comment. And it's just like, so I, I appreciate that you're patient with it Rena, and everything. It's just, uh, it's pretty bad for what I'm trying to do (laughs) right? when it comes to the business side of things. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. Those that are already friends, of course we're going to support each other, but we're trying to get new folks in and that's, it's important. You know, every business has to grow. Um, Yeah, I worry about that a bit. Swine Daddy. That's awesome. Swine Daddy, I need to introduce you to Pork Slinger. Now called Meat Man, but Swine Daddy and Pork Slinger. That's a match made in heaven. Could be weather related. Oh, geez. Oh, you're talking about the Internet. Yeah, maybe because it has been stormy an awful lot the past few weeks. So, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if you're right. Could be ISP cutting out for very short periods. Mine has been recently, says Aquatics. Well, next time it happens, like every time I've checked uh, the connection when it happens, it's I, it's pretty much been okay. Um, but it, yeah, if it's just a blip and then it takes things a while to reload, that could be it too. Mike E. M. Mickey, sorry. Mickey M. Tadia Perugier, almost always sold out um, from German wholesalers over here in Europe. Very popular fish. Yes, the oil cat, Tadia Perugier or honeycomb. And yeah, I've seen Rachel O'Leary's videos on them. And if you're interested in that fish, check her stuff out. And uh Yeah. See if you fall in love. They're pretty cool. Lumpy dog. My African butterfly cichlids have finally grown into cichlids. No real aggression, just staking out territories. They are gorgeous fish. Yeah. I like them. One of the most underrated cichlids, I swear. And I'm glad yours are finally getting the color and stuff. And I wonder if you're going to get some babies here soon if they're staking out territories. Cool. And that's one that hopefully they never get real aggression they're one of the most peaceful ones so hopefully that stays true as they age out on you kevin myers breathe the dance fish breathe yes i know <laughs> oh wait that's the wrong kind of breathing <laughs> terence Blayton. the goal here is to try to get dan to cry laughing it happens i've laughed so hard i've cried i've laughed so hard i've nigh near passed out the best Well, is Jonathan, my little brother, when he was a kid, we used to eat at this table that was fairly high and there would be these stools that we would sit on. And our goal every meal was to get him to laugh so hard he would fall off his stool. And we succeeded on many an occasion. So it's just it's in our genes, man. We're weird laughers. When when it goes, it goes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> rockford fish keeping how old is the modem might have dust and dirt in it making it overheat i have to change my modem out every 18 months it's more than 18 months for sure i wonder if it just needs a little yeah maybe i'll blow some air into it get a can of air and go to town mega mindy lou where is goldie so gold i still have goldie um goldie's in a 75 and he's he's just back in the fish room. Uh, behind this tank. Yeah. So Goldie is alive and doing great. And the next time I do a tour, you'll see him. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever get rid of Goldie. Um, So for those wondering, Goldie is a a large um, veil angelfish, a gold one, obviously. They came in as a contaminant of a whole shipment of platinum angels and started his dime size and has grew into this big, beautiful gold angelfish. His spawned several times for me. I haven't really tried. This spawns all the time. And uh, is kind of became a little bit of a mascot for me. So I still have Goldie. Ugg Aquatics freeze picks our next week's live stream. Well, then I'll definitely try when the money's coming in. Okay. Scrolling because chat did what chat does. Looking, looking. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> okay. Just got to get his aquatics uh, sticker hammering nails into the head with his uh, head and his fist there. Leslie <laughs> Reynolds, move my peacocks with the substrate and filters to a 75 to a cycled 90-gallon tank. Water tests were good. The mail started flashing five out of eight died, but all 13 females are fine. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it's, that's the difference between, there's just a big difference between putting bacteria into a tank and having a tank where the bacteria has been introduced and has had enough time to get used to that environment and stabilize and build up the colony enough to take the load. Um, I'm so sorry that happened. So it sounds like something in the transfer Killed off enough of the bacteria or shocked the colony enough that it it wasn't able to keep up. And you probably had, I'm guessing, an ammonia spike that happened there. Leslie, I'm so sorry to hear that. That is, that's tragic, especially with what I would imagine are big, beautiful. um, When you say peacocks, I'm I'm imagining peacock cichlids. And I know how much time it takes to get them big and beautiful and settled in and get a colony of those uh, going well. So I'm very sorry to hear that. I hope I hope that you're able to get some more and that they do well, because a 90-gallon tank full of those would look spectacular. Fishkeeper Cool, check your email. I did, I did. You saying check it again? Let me see. Is there more love? Let's see. Hang on. Dare I? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Hang on, I should get it big before I... Yeah, there you go. There's another one. Classic. Nice. Nice. (laughs) My scrunchy little frustrated face. (laughs) Oh, no. John Willis has joined the fray. (laughs) Thanks, John. Yeah, there's another one. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, holy cow. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad y'all are having fun with that. <laughs> no. Uh, Chewy St. Bob had a great live today. Um, I caught Bob Kaler's the tail end of his live. I wonder if we're talking about Bob Kaler or Bob Steenfot or both. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, Kaler's was fun. Dave Jenkins, the new AKA journal that arrived yesterday had the most beautiful killie fish, aphiosimian fulgens. They are awesome. Can you get it? Not currently. So diopterons, let me show you guys this fish. Um, I'm not sure I'll be able to search up an image with a location just because that's pretty specific, but I can show you all this fish. So this is a a, a killifish that comes from the the diapteron group the whole group is absolutely gorgeous they come from these higher elevation I would say mountain streams so they like cooler temperatures they don't like it much above 68 70 degrees so a lot of people find them more challenging to keep just because of the cool water requirements but they're about as stunning a fish as you could find I mean these things and this isn't a lie I mean oops I don't want to Get too far down the rabbit hole. Um, going down on a website. These are uh this is not a lie. They are every bit as gorgeous as this. This isn't Photoshop tripping you, right? They're fantastic. Um and and no, I I have never seen Diapterons available on an export list. The only way I know of that diopterons ever come into the hobby is a hobbyist a killifish geek goes to Africa, tracks them down, collects them and brings them back. That's it. I don't know of any other way they ever come into the hobby. Super hard to find in any kind of commercial aspect. Um, (laughs) Rockford, I get the joke about the cup. Yep. (laughs) Okay. We are at 829. So I'll do like one or two more. Mega Mindy Lua restaurant supply place would have great water, tight, small containers if you decided to go that route. Yeah, it's, that's an option. Is something worth considering. I'm just trying to figure out how... Third 99 cent, super chat. Much appreciated. Thank you so much, Ken's Fish. I appreciate it. making it rain like that. So we're going to do the drawing. I'm just waiting to make sure that we're not buffering anymore. So funny. Stream health. Excellent. Well, obviously not. It's buffering. How could it be excellent? Um, so, okay. I think we're back, like totally and completely back. Just give me half a second here to revive the chat and then I'll do the drawing and we'll get the winner of the Celestial Pearl Danios sorted. Sorry, folks. Got to reset a couple things. When that happens, it uh, throws off how I have things connected with OBS and I have to redo some things. We're almost there. All right. Well, at least that allowed me to check the isp it doesn't seem that that was the issue you know what i need to do is i'll I'll get an isp monitor uh if i can i'll i'll have one of those running during the next stream and see if there's any blips that i just can't see um because i obviously notice after the fact that there's an issue so if the isp does blip i don't notice it okay aquatics throwing down twenty dollar super chat thank you so much bob Kaler. i appreciate you um and, and I mean that, I totally appreciate you. One of the, one of the OGs, Bob has been here since the beginning. He's been a great customer of mine for many, many years. And he's helped me out in many, many ways. And I appreciate it. Kids Aquatics, hashtag fish annex, hashtag no more professor, professor. <laughs> I'll be your professor today. Professor, <laughs> professor. You think I could say that? <laughs> hashtag keeping Brenda happy. Indeed, it's a full-time job. Um, I want to make sure I didn't miss any Super Chats, and as far as I can see, I have not. Although, this isn't the best thing, it doesn't allow me to scroll really well. Okay, we're going to do the drawing now, because I do believe we're actually connected and things are working. (laughs) All the hashtag celestials are pouring in. (laughs) All right, here we go. And the winner is... Boom! Preston John! All right, that's awesome. So. The pufferfish breeder, Preston John, you have won six Celestial Pearl Danios. Um, If you would just confirm that you're here, because you do have to be present to win, and then if you would email me with your first and last name and address, that would be very convenient for me and I can just send them out on Monday. Um, Just waiting here to wait till Preston John confirms that he is here. Ginger Graves throwing down ten bucks. Thanks you so much, Ginger. I appreciate that. Trying to scroll to see what it was. (laughs) The hippo breaking his chair. Give them the Bentley, says Preston John. All right. I can do that. Bentley Pascal, you have now won. Bentley, if you would email me, um, just first and last name and mailing address like usual. I know I've got your stuff, but if you just send an email and make it easy, I would appreciate that. Um, And we'll get those to him. Hey, Preston, thanks so much. I appreciate you doing that. That's very nice. And Bentley deserves it. He helps a lot of people out. Okay. Okay. Everybody, thanks for being here. To my amazing moderators, as always, thank you so much. Anyone that threw down money, I appreciate the super chats. It, it really does help. Um, all the questions and comments that come in are what makes this thing work. So I appreciate everyone that participates. Thank you, thank you. To everyone that's lurking, I feel you. Everyone watching the replay, thanks for being here. Belatedly, but still, you're here. That counts. And, um... Thanks for sticking with it, guys, even with the uh, random buffering and stuff that's that's happening. Um, Kent's Fish, throwing down more. Hang on real quick. I missed some Kent's Fish stuff. One has a comment. Oh, it seems like bad weather is ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, We're nothing but snow right now. And a f- that's $1.99 and a few more 99 centers. Thank you so much. I appreciate it very much, Ken's Fish. All right, I'm going to shut it down. I'll see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Hopefully, I've been able to crack the code of the buffering. If it is my ISP, I don't know what I can do about it. But uh, I'll talk to some folks that know more about that than I do. Try to figure it out. Until next time, have a good one. I'm pretty sure Punchy Paints is going tonight at 9 if I'm not mistaken, that usually happens. So if you want to keep the party going head over there and I'm pretty darn sure. Yep. Pam stream is next Says candy. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Have a great night, everyone. Mm, Bye-bye.